All right. It's the CXM Experience, and we're back today with Sipi Saidi. We're talking about women in the workplace. Uh, if you listened to yesterday's show, uh, I'm sure you cannot wait for us to get into it. So let's do that. Without further ado, I'm Grad Khan, CXO at Sprinkler, and here's Sepi on our discussion around women in the workplace. So let's talk about today. Um, and, uh, you know, is it getting better or not? Or where is it getting better? Or where do we need to keep improving? I'll, I'll tell you a couple of my own stories. So my, my youngest daughter is a marine biologist and a coral geneticist specifically uh, at Penn State. And in her incoming PhD class, which she started about a year and a half ago, it was all, it was 16 people and they were uh, all women, which I thought was really cool. Mm, cool. Uh, and that's in biology. That's not just, not just marine biology. It's like it's the whole biology department. Uh, so I thought that was kind of interesting. And then my, uh, my oldest daughter is a music director on Broadway. So right now nice. she's doing some, some um, TV work and some other things. But, uh, but you know, when theater comes back, which, you know, knock on wood, will be um, sometime in the next year. Uh, she's, you know, done all sorts of amazing things, you know, conducting from the pit and been on, on in Broadway and seen her name and been on tours and all this kind of stuff. Um, but it's a bit of an unusual career, uh, and, uh, not a lot of women in that field, in that particular part of theater and theater itself actually can be quite, um, quite rough, uh, for women, but there she is, right? So, and, and, you know, there's, uh, other examples like, you know, I, there's some stuff I'm seeing like uh, star Trek discovery, uh, the t-shirt TV show, the entire bridge will be female, uh, by the end of the season, which is kind of interesting. And, uh, I don't know if you're watching for all mankind. Um, Oh, it's such a great show. So for all mankind is an alternate history of the future. Uh, and it basically supposes what if the Russians had gotten to the moon before the Americans, hmm. what if the Russians had landed on the moon first? And that very almost nearly happened. The, the Russians had a G1 uh, booster that was on the launch pad and it exploded and you know, killed like, tons of people. It took out the launch facility. And then they had a second one and it went as well. And then they gave up. Uh, but both of those rockets would have gotten to the moon before Apollo 11, uh, which is actually very controversial because Apollo 10 I'm going to get a little bit geeky here. Hang on a second. You'll love this because you're an engineer. But Apollo yeah. 10 could have landed on the moon, right? There's a lot still controversy today about the decision not to land Apollo 10. They were on their way down to the surface. They could have easily landed. Uh, and they gave the Russians a real window. The Russians could have totally landed first. Uh, and the Russians had a booster on the pad, okay? So anyway, this show goes, imagine that this thing didn't blow up and it got to the moon. And the space race continues, and so they're in like Apollo 25, Apollo 26 at this point. So they, they never stop going to the moon. They're building moon bases like this, this whole. And what's very interesting is that in this alternate history, the ERA gets passed, uh, Equal Rights Amendment for people who, don't, who may be a little bit younger, and uh, which is bizarre that that never happened, um, exactly. that you know, Teddy Kennedy becomes president and makes sure the ERA gets passed. And a lot of astronauts are actually women. And they're actually talking today that the, the first mission to Mars and increasingly what we're uh, sending up to the International Space Station will be increasingly more and more women 
or in some cases, just 100% women, because women actually are very well adapted to space. Now, there are some physical things. So um, one of the reasons my youngest daughter is such a great scuba diver is uh, uh, women, scuba divers, um, use less oxygen. Mm. Same thing in space. And oxygen is obviously in short supply. So the more you can extend it, the better. Um, And uh, center of balances tend to be better uh, with women. So they're, they're better in a zero gravity environment. Uh, but the most important thing is not those physical things. What they have found is that uh, women astronauts are more resilient to the pressures of space. And there's some pretty significant you know, risks, right? And there's a lot of stuff going on and, and they tend to be more resilient. And I've, we've all heard this before, which is one of the reasons why I always find it odd that um, women are so discriminated against in so many ways because we all know that women can often be way more resilient than men in many ways. And, and most of us know women who are incredibly resilient. So wouldn't that be amazing in the workplace? Anyway, that's a big, little bit of a long bit of background and stuff like that. But I guess there's two things here, which is one, um, I want to talk about for all mankind for a while. So I think I just came out without me being able to stop it. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, but, but the, I think one is, is it getting better? Like, are the role models improving? Do we feel we're on a good trajectory? Let's talk about that. And number two, do we, do we, what's the path to making sure that we do sort of celebrate some of the advantages of the, of the different genders because there are disadvantages and advantages. And so how do we make sure that we leverage those, especially for women? So um, thank you for telling me about something to watch. So now you'll love it. it. You will love it. I will do it. Um, I think the fact that we are in 2021 and we're still asking ourselves this question, are things getting better? is something that for us to have to pause and think, mm. is, is this okay. really where we need to be? Very boring. That's I mean, a good point. Isn't That's that a good point. Yeah. Really, yeah. Uh, and, and, and it's it's a real question we all ask. So I think what, and the fact that ERA has it still passed, is, I think there's a, a real big opportunity for us to get there. We really are not where we need to be. And um, actually, I was reading, and I highly recommend Belinda Gates' book um, called Moment of Lift. And she talks about her uh, work with with their vaccination and so forth. And uh, she was talking about how it's a fact that I I didn't know that I believe, I, I may not get the date right, but I believe in the 1960s when birth control pills were uh, discovered, women could not get them if they were not married. Single women were not allowed to take get birth control pills. So if you think about that impact of even just think about the impact of being able to manage your family on a female's ability to manage her life. So if she's uh, getting pregnant, it's, somebody has to take care of this child. So for her to have access to higher education. And by the way, uh, women still, there were many public schools in the United States that did, women could not go to just because they didn't accept women in 19, probably early 60s. Oh, yeah. Women couldn't have bank accounts bank in the accounts, 1960s. Exactly. Couldn't right, have a bank exactly. account. So, oh, yeah, so no, it's, talking, it, was, it was crazy. Yeah. So Exactly. So to think that, I think what we really need to think about when today, when we hear about uh, okay, women want 
we want want everything or women want to get take over the world or women want to take men's rights away. It's just not at all about that. It's about looking throughout the history and looking at the disservice that we have made to a half of the population and the fact that they were not able to achieve their high potential to to live their lives the way uh, uh, by by freedom of choice to be able to have a bank account to have a career or the many careers that didn't accept women it just would put an ad they want a man so i would say when we think about how much block we have had on women's much life and career to think today only 50 years, 60 years later, only 60 years later, where we are today clearly is not where we need to be. It's it's a way, we, we still have a long ways to go to where we need to go. If if we hear in the news, and I'm not trying to get political, but last week in the news, it's coming out of New York governor that he doesn't know, you, you're not supposed to make these comments to young women. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, sure if, didn't. If this kind of, <laughs> I'm just saying that there are so many sensitive stuff still happening to this day Yeah, that you think that women should have that self-respect, be able to ex- expect that same professional respect, same human respect, same human ability to where they need to be. So I think I'm going long ways to answer your question, but to Yes, it's better. I would say, yes, it is better. But is it really where we need to be? I would say, no, we really have to have a long ways to go. Hopefully it will happen sooner. I don't think it's going to happen another 500 years or 200 years. I think it's hitting a tipping point, which makes me extremely optimistic. The fact that women feel heard that they can come out and make a comment about something that bothered them at work and they're being heard. That's a big step. And the fact that I think we're talking about this right now is a big step. So I would say the change is going to happen much faster moving forward. Makes me very optimistic. And I always say that the quickest way this happens is when men champion women. Hmm. Because men are in positions of authority and leadership, they have more of that. There's more uh, CEO of Fortune 500 companies that are male than women. There are more men in positions of leadership. So when they become passionate about this equality and and really take this to heart that we need to do more, then change happens much faster. And I'm really optimistic about that. And the, the, what you were saying about your daughters, all of those important I, in the STEM fields, science, technology, engineering, math, the child is still, we don't see as many women entering the field. But um, I'm, I, again, I am very optimistic. I am a very, I, I want to speak up about this. I want to get everybody's attention and to also support women and encourage them to say, don't doubt yourself. You can do it. Because there are not a ton of role models out there doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to do anything you want to do. So um, so things are moving in the right direction. And, hmm. I, and I'm very optimistic. Yeah, I do think that when media changes, it does. You made the, the comment a second ago. When media changes, it does help people see themselves. And so when you see yourself, um, then it suddenly becomes easier to imagine that you could do that. So true. You know, the, the craziest thing, I think, is that women got the right to vote just over 100 years ago. 
It was in so, 1920. And they had to fight for it. They were in prison. <laughs> they fought for 100 years to get there, yeah. The <laughs> yeah. Suffrage, mo- suffrage movement started in yeah. 1940. Yeah, no, it's it, it's amazing. Um, so let me let me sort of close out, because you've been very generous with your time. So let me, let's Thank just wrap you. this up with sort of one last thing. So by the way, I'm super excited about what you and Diane are planning on doing. I am going to listen you. to that every, every whatever interval you do it on, a week, month, or daily. But let's, uh, let's, like end with like a piece of advice, okay? Uh, so let's say you're talking to someone who's um, uh, relatively young. Let's say let's say she's twelve or thirteen. Okay, so pretty. So let's say you're talking to a class of middle schoolers, okay? and you wanna you wanna make an impression on them, and you wanna give them some piece of advice that they'll they'll have an impact impact on them that they'll remember and that'll help them. You, you mentioned at the very beginning, you know, part of your mission was to help make things go more smoothly than it may have gone for you and Diane as you broke new snow on this, right? Um, so what would you say to those middle schoolers uh, that would get them to think about things differently, would have that impact, would make them come back to you years later and say, you know, Seppi, you came to my class. I don't know if you remember, and you were talking to us, and and you made this comment, and I'm, th- I thought about it, and it, it, I ended up going into engineering, or I ended up going into science, or I ended up going into whatever field they wanted to go into, and I, I've had this really amazing life, and if you hadn't inspired me that way, I wouldn't have done it. So I, I'm giving you some time to think about it. So I kind of give no, you a big, big wind up. What would you absolutely. say? Absolutely. Uh, so actually, I would say the same thing to the. Uh, middle schoolers, as I would tell to any woman at any part of their life, because a lot of women struggle with this, and it's embrace yourself, your own personal brand, who you Mm. are as a a female with your own desires, with your own personal ambitions, and just be brave about it. Be brave about it and own it. Don't don't try to be somebody you look at in social media. Don't try to be somebody who's on the cover of magazine. Truly embrace your own personal brand and and be proud of it and make it better. Just that is something that is so important for everybody, but especially for women. There's so much pressure on them for how you look and your size and your hair color and your on and on. But if they could just really... And I would probably say to them a bunch of times in different ways to see if they could get it, to get to just own yourself mm. and value it and embrace it. And you will be incredibly powerful and you'll be incredibly happy and incredibly successful. And that's a life's journey for a lot of people. And um, that, that self-worth, knowing that self-worth, embracing yourself. But it's it's incredible. I think that would be my real uh, push, I would say, do that. And, and it has taken me a long time, personally. I, I, I would say, for me, it has been a life journey to truly get to a place of just being, you know, genuinely uh, embracing yourself. Wow. Okay. I love that. I mean, that's inspiring for anybody. I do think that would make a big impression on the middle schoolers. All right. Well, we're going to have the chance to hear you say that kind of stuff in your, do you have a name for the podcast yet? Have you, have you, have you been tossing have, any ideas? Yeah. Out? We're, we're kind of brainstorming. So Diane and I got together last Sunday and we tried to shortlist it, 
but we're trying to kind of find a word that has emotions in it. So we were we were having happiness as part of one of our something that had to do with happiness. Something that has emotion. I don't actually have the list, I think. Hmm, I, I don't interesting. Know I like that. Is, but okay. Yeah, we're, cool. so we're, we're pretty soon. I think she's going to um, she's gonna come to you. She was you telling familiar? me she's, she was going to tell you she's going to run by you. Oh, yeah? Oh, great. Okay, cool. Um, well, that's an honor. Um, have you, are you familiar with the book The Feminine Mystique by Betty Friedan? Yeah, yes, uh, yes, yes. So there's, there's some really, especially the beginning of that book where she talks about the person at home uh, lying in bed thinking, is this all there is? Um, I've always loved that image, uh, the idea of what is this really? This is this is my life. Uh, I've always thought that was a powerful idea and a very powerful way to start the book. And there might be some inspiration in that book. And just um, she had a way with words. So as you think about titles, book. thank you. Yeah, just uh, is this all there is? Would be a really interesting name. That for, would be for a that podcast. would be really a good one for podcast. Uh, You're right. And also, I have to say that I wanted to insert this up, which I forget. I think another thing that could be very good for all of us, for men and women, to go back when you said feminine mistake abroad needed this point to go back and embrace feminism again the concept of yes feminism. yes and to to uh, to hear it as just a force behind our commitment to more equality in workplace in society at home and not physical equality but equality in other ways so embracing feminism and, and calling ourselves feminists which i do would be a very important thing well i consider myself a feminist the what's fascinating about that word is it became politically charged and it got owned and it's a very interesting marketing case study, actually, in a way. Uh, but the, it was, I, I was in a really, I think I can talk about this. Uh, I was in an interesting diversity program, the training program at Microsoft. And we were, um, and they were being challenged very, very heavily by the moderators of the, of the group, uh, doing lots of great work with us. And they, uh, was in, I was in a group. It was a mostly marketing uh, people from across the company. So it was very evenly balanced uh, from a gender standpoint. And Microsoft's pretty, pretty good from a just general geographic diversity standpoint. People from all over the world are working there. So it felt like a pretty good, well-mixed group and pretty progressive. I mean, most of us, or I guess in that particular room, all of us lived in Seattle, which is you know, uh, I would consider the Canada of the United States. <laughs> very <laughs> so, progressive. That's true. Very progressive. Like yes, I yes. moved from Canada to Seattle and it didn't feel like that big a <laughs> shift. Um, and and then, then, you know, then, then things changed. Uh, but so uh, the moderator said um, uh, we were just in these groups and um, my group was like maybe almost all women, I think. It was just myself and then probably five women. And... Uh, Moderator said, uh, we were all looking at each other and she was talking. So we're kind of, you know, everyone's kind of head sort of turned to the side as we were just listening. And she said, I just want to just ask everyone a question. How many people here consider themselves a feminist? I thought, oh, okay. Yeah, I threw a hand up. And I turned around just to look at the group because I think I was on the outside edge of the circle, just, you know, kind of assuming that the other five women would all have their hands up. (laughs) Nobody had their hands up. And I'm like... (laughs) Did she say who doesn't like like feminism? Like, did I just become like that person, right? And, I, and so my hand was like, I was sort of put it down. Did I misunderstand the question? And but she asked it again. She said, "No, let me ask one more time," because she could see there. And I'm looking around. There are almost no hands up. Okay? Oh my gosh. And she said, 
who here is a feminist? I'm like, I did hear that correctly. Oh, I can't pull him back up again. I'm still there. <laughs> and I look at the other thing. I'm like, and I'm, now I'm going, what? I'm like, almost What's like, happening? what is going on here? <laughs> this is super weird for me. And, uh, and they were like, you know, hands like this across their, you know, folded across their fronts and they weren't putting their hands up. And, and then the uh, moderator said, who knows what the definition of feminism is? And since I was like the only person who had my hand up, she comes over to me and she goes, do you know the definition of feminism? And I said, yes, it means that everybody's equal. And she said, right, feminism exactly. is a principle of everyone being equal. And so she turns to the group and she said, so most of you didn't put your hands up. She, and she goes, including the five women in this group, <laughs> are you saying that you don't agree with the principle that everyone should be equal? And they're like, No. And she goes, okay, so if I've defined feminism for you now, is that, and this is the correct definition, if I define feminism for now as everyone being equal, now may I ask the question again, who here in the room is a feminist? Of course, everyone puts their hand up because nobody in the room didn't think everyone should be equal. And that was, for me, it was a, such a crystallizing moment in terms of the power of words and, and how the word feminism, which actually was really out of fashion about Oh, around like the 90s. In the 90s, it was super out of fashion. Like mm -hmm. it was really out of fashion. It started coming back and uh, some actors have kind of embraced it, I think. And the, the words kind of, I think, rehabilitated quite a bit, but it's not fully there. But I do love that you want to own that. And I think I'd go for it. Um, but just make sure people understand what it means. So I, I'm going to do a shameless plug for myself. I did a TEDx talk. You on did? this topic, yes, oh, it's called awesome. Why Feminism Can Advance Women in Workplace. Oh, okay. I've got to look that up. So okay. if you look it up, yeah, that's yeah. A, so I'm kind of going through what feminism means and why I'm embracing it. And and I share with the audience just quickly the story that could I want to see the reaction in your face when I say this story. We talk about low point in your career. Two years ago, I was uh, named with their uh, business journal in Raleigh, uh, Triangle. Uh, business journal, they named me business person, not woman, business person of the year. Mm -hmm. And I went to a function that like two days later, and this gentleman who was, it was a restaurant, gentleman with his wife and another couple were waved me over. This story is in my TEDx talk. I went over there and the man turned to the, the group and said, here's the cover girl. Here's the cover girl. And I was kind of looked at him and he said, yeah, she was on a cover of a magazine or something, and she didn't even have to take her clothes off. <gasps> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. And I knew your reaction. Oh, my God. I was, I was stunned. You, well, and this is stunned. the hard part, right? This is the hard part, because afterwards you always think about yeah, the 50 oh amazing God. things yeah. you should say. Were you able to react things. at all in no. the moment? or? Yeah, I wasn't. No, I was just stunned. I just walked hard. away. And then I sat That's back and said, hard. I should have said this. I had a hundred yeah, things yeah. to say, but yeah. I opened my TEDx talk with this story. And then I conclude at the end. So I, I leave the end alone, but wow. I, I hope you like it if you look at it. But it is a... Who is that person? Well, I can't say his name. <laughs> why not? I said, gosh, why shouldn't I? Why not? Why can't you say his name? I think we should say his name. You think? I think we should say his name because you know what? He should apologize for that ridiculous comment, and we should shame the shit out of him for that thing. That's ridiculous. What's his name? Mm, I don't know. Maybe not now. Okay. Well, then I'll give you. I'll give you a thought. Just to, just take it for whatever it's worth. 
free That's advice. That's such a good point. That's Look, an amazing actually, story. I do right. think that needs, you do need to at some point close a circle on that. Maybe That's I say a it in our podcast comment. with Diane. Maybe say I in your should. podcast with Diane. You're I right. I think that would be amazing. I, I think I, I think would. That would be amazing. I really and he, think that if would. he's listening right now, he probably isn't, but if he's listening right now, um, dude, it's coming for you, okay? Yeah, and, and, it's you coming know, for you. I'm going to say oh. it. You gave me a good tip. <laughs> Just, yeah. Okay. And I, I would say, you know, I do think one practice that helps a lot is to use non-gendered pronouns. It's actually not that hard to do. And, uh, I find it actually, um, a, a good mental construct because it just takes you out of thinking about genders and takes you into thinking about human beings and people. So true. And, um, and you know, it's, it's, pretty difficult to tell us apart gender wise when we just look at the skeleton there are a couple little things but it's not that easy to to tell genders just from the skeletons and i always have this sort of um i always have this sort of saying which is um because i'm you know a big science fiction fan right so i always say that you know humans are always making a big deal out of all of our differences right um gender differences and you know racial differences and language differences and all this kind of stuff and and i have for a long time felt that what humanity needs is a good old fashioned alien invasion because, uh, <laughs> you know, it'll really, it'll really bring us together. Um, I, I mean, it, it's gotta be, I don't want us to lose. Okay. So I'm not, it's I'm not so trying good. to, but it, with a good old fashioned alien invasion, because <laughs> what we would find is that the aliens would find all of us equally tasty and, uh, they would not differentiate. They would just say they all look the same to me. And, uh, and I think that, uh, we have to, so we have to really get past some of this, uh, some and of this stuff. And you know, in Farsi, we don't have he or she. In Farsi, there's no he or she. Really? I didn't know yeah. that. That's super yeah. cool. So you have boy or girl, but he or you, you could, you say, ooh, which is goes for either one. Fantastic. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's awesome. so even today, wow. sometimes I tell it she, to he, he, she, I confuse him. So that yeah, that's, that's a great a, yeah. fact. I'm going to keep that one in my yeah. back pocket. Yeah. I love that. Absolutely. Okay. Well, this has been super fun. Um, so I actually fun. have to, I have to go do PT for my knee. So I'm going to have to take off now. Um, Me but too. Seppi, thank you very much. Uh, hopefully this was helpful as you think about oh, yeah. doing your own show. And I'm really excited about that. And we're going to, we're here to support you in any way you. that you and Diane need. Uh, and if you want to come back on again, you're welcome anytime because we can continue this discussion yeah. forever. Um, but uh, I'm going to say goodbye for now. And did you have anything you want to close with? Like I just uh, want to say thank you. I really enjoyed it. And I, I um, love the podcast. So thank you so much. You're, you're doing a great job. It's All right. Thanks, Seppi. Take care. All right. Well, for the CXM experience, that was super fun. What a fantastic way uh, to start the week. Uh, I am Greg Kahn, CXO at Sprinkler. And I'll see you next time.